Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luant, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for our fathers who have laid such a good foundation in our life. We pray for them even this morning. Father, we remember their goodness towards us, and we pray today that wherever they are, Father, by your anointing, Lord, you may work in their life, that signs and wonders may follow them. We pray for ourselves as well in this service, that, Lord, you'll be with us. We pray for all of our pastors in their different campuses. Father, we pray, may you visit them. Whatever that has been difficult, Father, may you make it easy. We receive the grace for this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. We are teaching on the uh, supernatural. I want to believe you have enjoyed the two pastors who were with us, Pastor Edward and uh, Pastor uh, Collins last week. So I hope you have learned a lot and we are continuing with the how to experience the supernatural and how to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we go together to the book of Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to 34. Mark 5, 24 to 34. It says, so Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and trod him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I could touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power has gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Can you tell your neighbor, who touched my clothes? It's obvious, you are sitting next to, to your neighbor. Hallelujah. Yeah, and Jesus asked, knowing that power has gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude throwing you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what has happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole story and said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. May the Lord touch you this morning in the name of Jesus. May every affliction, every pain, every hardship be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we read here about the supernatural. One part that you need to understand is that we are supernatural beings having an earthly experience. We are passing through earth, and some of us have decided to make earth our, our abode, our permanent residence. We have made the decision, 
we are going to uh, abandon our supernaturalness and just take the natural. We have cut the super out and we are living a natural life. But I want to challenge you that you are very spiritual than you ever think. God consistently speaks to you without you even being aware that God is speaking. I've heard people say, you know, this is how I have felt. And sometimes we know it is only God who can do the things that are happening in your life. Have God not loved you? You'll not be alive today. You people don't know. Listen, there was war in heaven. And Satan was cast down. Do you think Satan left heaven smiling? Do you think, ah, I'm happy they are throwing me out. Listen, if God was to open your eyes, you will see how wicked the place where we are in. Yeah, you will see the demons and their fury. The other people, they wish they could experience the grace of God, but they can't experience the grace of God because these demons have dealt harshly with them. Listen, you are supernatural. And I will want to give you the grace that don't, don't focus on your sin because Satan wants you to focus more on your sin, to say, I've done wrong. This is what I've done. And therefore, dethrone yourself from the supernatural and uh, 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 accustom yourself to the natural. Here we read the story of Jesus uh, going. Somebody has called him to say, come to my house for prayer. I've been called a couple of times, come to my house to prayer. You know, people have faith. But Jesus on his pathway, this woman, he said, I'm not a person of status. I'm not a person, I cannot host Jesus in my house. It's not possible. What will I say to him? I don't even know him. I don't know his brothers. But I've heard the things that he can do. Listen, your situation is not permanent. Your circumstance, even though it looks like, you know, everybody else has abandoned me. Let me tell you, God has not abandoned you. As I said, if God was to open your eyes today, you'll realize that whosoever is alive is by the grace of God. It's not your money. It's not your education. It's not your ability to, co to converse and to do things. If that was the case, most people will still be doing well today. It is the grace of God that you have done well. I've got a few points uh, to emphasize things that possibly other people are abusing. The fact that they abuse them does not necessarily make them evil. Praise the Lord. Listen, to be supernatural is to believe in the ways of God. You know, some people are thinking, if I pray 40 days and 40 nights, listen, your prayer for 40 days and 40 nights doesn't make you more supernatural. No. You are naive. If you are thinking, oh, if I pray and fast uh, for so many, then God will love you. Your father doesn't have to love you for whatever that you are doing. There might be things that might influence your inheritance. Because if you don't listen, the Bible tells us the blessing is hidden in your father. But listen, if, if you take all the other things that people have told you, do them. And you just do the word of God. You will go too far. I don't know if you heard what I said. If we take the scripture, we read the scripture, and we work on that scripture to become reality upon our life, there's no need for prayer. Because that reading becomes prayer. Your meditation, 
He says, let the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Sometimes we work too hard thinking we can impress God. Because sometimes we do it out of condemnation, not out of faith. And the Bible tells us anything that we do without faith, it's sin. Therefore, even our hard work. Oh, I fasted. We had a preacher who fasted for 40 days. In essence, Satan led him astray. He fasted for 40 days. He's one of our fathers in the land. He fasted for 40 days, 49. He works in signs and wonders. And that day, the media came with cameras in the church. He, he, he invited them. He says, come. They, they dared him. He says, yes, come. I will show you. I'm anointed. It has got nothing to do with your 40 days and no. Oh, you want to know? Interview the people that have come up. If they said God has healed them, who are we not to agree? Who are we not to affirm what they believe God has done for them? May the Lord have mercy. Listen, you are more supernatural. The subject for our topic is how to experience the supernatural. Number one, you must have faith in the existence of the supernatural. You must believe. You, can't, you must believe God exists and is the reward of those who diligently seek him. You see, when you don't believe, it will not work. This is not academic. This was sometimes I said to some of my, my, my doctors in divinity who have studied God and the works of God, the move of God. I always say you study too much. You read the Bible, believe it, and use the Bible. You can't win a soul, but you know so much about the Bible. May the Lord have mercy. You must have faith. Can't you anybody? You must have faith. You cannot use the Bible as a philosophy book. Because oh, no, I have the philosophy book. I have the philosophy of. Listen, the, the church in in uh, uh, what is this place? Alabama. In the U.S. They invited us. We went there. We attended the, their conference. They have money. They invited a research company to come and tell them what is it that they can do. Their church is big. And they have churches everywhere in the world. They took, they did the research. These are not born again. These are Jews. Jew, Jew and, you know, mixed, mixed group of people. They came back. I've got the book in my house. They came back and they told them, forget about all the problems you have. Just teach them. The book you have about Jesus, that's, that's enough. It says, this will change if you use the principles. They are not talking about believing in Jesus. They say, if you use the principles that Jesus used, you can't fail. Because they started to tell, we see this principle, these are people who are not born again. We see this principle in this. We see this principle in this. Because in everyday life, people are using scripture without them knowing they are using scripture. Your faithfulness, you must have faith in the existence of the supernatural. To experience the supernatural, you must have faith. You must believe in the existence of the supernatural things. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, without faith it's impossible to please, to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Do you believe that your situation is not impossible? Do you believe that God can come through for you? There is a story that is told in the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 14. 
Second Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 14, gives us a, a, a great picture. Naaman, who had leprosy, a general from Adana nation, who visited, who came uh, to Israel, because there was a young girl who believed in the supernatural. Yeah, the girl was a slave. She was not bitter that she was, she was enslaved. Sometimes you don't know how much freedom is until you become a slave. Yeah. But while she was there, serving as a, as a house help in this general's house, he says to the, to the wife, you know, if the general, if my master will listen, there is a prophet in Israel. If he goes there, he will be healed. Now, what's the difference? The girl believes in the supernatural. She believes if, if you go and you get prayed. The Bible says, believe in the Lord and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets and you'll prosper. The problem you have is that you never believe we have power. Yeah, that's why you are poor. Yeah, others survive. Others flourish. I was laughing. Uh, there was a funeral in Limpopo this past week. Uh, Pastor Lapan was telling me, say, some people were asking, they came to the funeral because they thought I was preaching in the funeral. And they said, hey, you have followers in Limpopo. When they heard, they came. And I said, I doubt how many people in Sunnyside, Acadia, Victoria Central are sleeping and say, ah, waste, waste of time. We will see him later. <laughs> Listen. The girl said, I believe if you go, you will be healed. It was no longer the faith of the general. God did the miracle, not for the general. God did the miracle for the testimony of the young girl. Who said, I have a God. And my God is place uh, orientated. It's in Israel, not here. It's not in this place. Not every place you go, you'll get help. Yeah, we have seen people, they will leave and go. They go far. I was talking to one person and I said, ah, can you pay so much? He's a family member. I said, it's because we are familiar. Have you known that these things are for free? And Jesus, when he spoke to the woman, he says, this is children's bread. Healing, the supernatural is for the children. The supernatural is for what? For the children. So the young woman said, you know, go to Israel. So the man took a journey, went to Israel, arrived at the king's house. The king was very furious. He says, this man wants to wants a fight with me. And the prophet says, no, send him. When he arrives, the prophet says to him, this is supernatural. He says to him, he doesn't come out. He stays in the house. And he sends his uh, assistant. He says, uh, can you go please uh, tell the guy to go to the river. You must read it. Uh, it. The Bible says the Naaman was very angry. Yeah. Sometimes we ask you, can you do this for us? And when you leave, you live like Naaman. Yeah, very angry. The Bible says he packed these things and he said, let's go. And on the way, on the way, this servant saying, man, if this guy asks you to do, I mean, if he asks you, go and kill the people and you'll be healed. This guy was a general. He will go and wipe the whole village. So he tells him, he argues with him. He says, listen, this doesn't cost you anything to get into the water seven times. Why don't you do it? The general, his sense come, he cools down, he gets into the water, gets healed, and then he comes back. It's not his faith, it's the faith 
of the God. Let, let, let me tell you something. The problem with the church is that you don't tell about the goodness of God. You, you, don't, you don't know that if, if you were to talk about this service and say, oh, the first service is powerful, this place will be full like the last service. But because you have a drag, you know what's a drag? Mema. Sometimes you ask a children, can you make me tea, please? They don't know. The blessing is in the tea. In the making of the tea. You are troubling me. You are disturbing me. The, the God showed kindness to this man, not because of his goodness, but he showed kindness because of the testimony of the young girl who said there is God in Israel. They, I believe when this Naaman returned, the girl was released. I believed the impact that this girl made. The whole, I mean, the king knew because he's the one who wrote letters. The king knew there is, there is supernatural here. So, because you have decided to keep quiet, this is why Jesus was saying, if you say they should keep quiet, when they say Hosanna, Hosanna, giving testimony, you say they should keep quiet, I will raise the stones. I was saying to somebody, the stones are not the natural stones. Lady P, the stones are the people you, people undermine. They are sitting here. People that are written off. People that are out in us. Uh, uh, people, they look down on them. And they come, they, when they start to do things, that's when you become jealous and say, yeah, they are using snake fat. They are using maslamus. They are using, because... Your position is unable to do what is asked of you to do. May the Lord have mercy. Number one, you must have faith. Without faith, you will not... Uh, number two, you will not experience the, the supernatural. Number two, you must have faith in the supernatural methods. We can start about the same Naaman. They ask him, go and dip yourself in water. What does Naaman say? No one says, don't we have better rivers? Can you imagine? That is highest level of foolishness. It's, it's political. Do you want to be healed or you want to be a politician in a, in a foreign country? They will arrest you. You come here, you talk about our president and whatever, and you are not a South African. We will arrest you. What do you want with politics? Ask John the Baptist. His head was cut when he got involved. So, number one, you must believe in the methods. When you are asked to do certain things, they are stupid. I asked one young woman, well, I was praying for people here in the church. She suffered stroke. I asked, I asked, I said, wait for me after the service. She waited. After the service, it was evening service. I said, go home. I feel in my, go home, warm water, put salt, wash your side. The side that is not working. She did that Sunday night. Monday night. Tuesday, she was healed. She came to church. By evening, the parents couldn't believe. They came to fetch the child. They said, no, because they sent the child to Steve Biko. This child had been uh, like that for over a month now. And the doctor said, after 30 days, there is very little that we can do to help you. May the Lord have mercy. Listen, you have to believe in the ways of God. Jesus is the supernatural method that God chose to use. There are people who say, oh, there are many ways to heaven. No. There is only one way. 
You can choose your own methods. Somebody was arguing, he says, I want to choose the way of the ancestors. I say, I'm walking on the ways of our ancestors. But the things that were wrong that of my ancestors were doing, I don't do them. Yeah. Because there was a fight in the village, somebody was killed, and my family has been fighting that family. I will not, because they thirst for blood. They want revenge. So I said, I'm not going to get involved in, my, in the ways of my ancestors that are not consistent with the scripture. But all the good things I will take because they are good for my, my upbringing and for growing. So you have to understand that there is a way that God wants things to be done. And if you follow that way, it might not look wise. Can you imagine if Jesus was in our time when we have so much human rights and hygiene and whatever, and somebody comes sick and Jesus says, oh, And then take the, the saliva, mix it with soil, and put it on somebody's eyes. How many cell phones will be taking pictures? Do you think before Jesus finish, he will finish? It will be everywhere. People will be complaining. The blind man, if the blind man could have eyes to see what Jesus was doing, most people would say, ah, not me. But the blind man at the end, when, when they asked one blind man, they said, Tell us about this Jesus. Do you believe he's a prophet? He says, one thing I know. I was blind. Now I see. I don't know a lot of things. It's up to you what you want God to do for you. You can decide to be a politician. You will never receive anything. I know people who speak against men of God, who speak against miracles, signs, and wonders. You will die of sickness that could be healed. You will drink all the tablets that are on earth and they will not help you. Because we have chosen to despise. This is why in the church here we say, when a person preaches, even if you don't agree with them, it's not your place because that message possibly was not for you. James chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. It says, is anyone sick? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church. Is there anyone sick? It says, let him do what? That's how Jesus wants people to be healed. Is anyone sick? If you are sick in your body, it's very easy. Call what? The elders of the church. But people don't call the elders of the church. It's number one. It's one method that God chose. He says, is anyone sick? Is anyone among you sick? You should call for elders of the church. And they will pray over him. After anointing him with what? With what? With olive oil. In the name of the Lord. Simple. Can you tell your neighbor? Easy. You must have faith that when the elders, I mean, I was told, uh, you know, one of my elders, they were praying for somebody. And the person was not happy. You know, people choose who they want to be prayed for. And the pair was not happy. He says, no, I cannot be. You know, this is a junior. According to him, this is. I said, this person is an elder. The Bible says, call what? The elders. This is scripture. This is Bible. Oh, I've been in church for too long. Uh, for the past 21 day, 21 years, I was in church. And this one came yesterday. You will not receive. They're supernatural. They are not political. No. That's why we usually say favor is not fair. 
If favor was fair, all of us would be doing well. Is that fine? He says, if anyone among you seek, he should call for the elders of the church and they will pray over him after anointing him with what? Verse 15, please. The prayer of faith. The prayer of what? The prayer of what? The prayer of what? Faith. If you don't believe, I mean, we pray for people again and again. You know, this morning as I was meditating, I was just thinking about the praying service. Usually when you pray for people, I always tell the people, I say, if the man of God pushes you, collaborate. (laughs) Unless you are naive. You don't lose anything. Our church even has a carpet. But I remember we were being prayed for in a tent. You know a tent? A soccer ground. Not, not this white uh, city soccer fields that have lawn. With your nice black suit or white suit. By the time they finish with you, everybody can see God has touched you. Listen, don't resist the ways of God. I've seen people, I, I've told you my stories. I've had a friend who is a scientist. The guy will say, me, I'm not a falling type. Until one day, he came to church. Nobody touched him. They just prayed for this one. He jumped in. As usual. It's like, this is a, is a pastor who was visiting. He didn't know. Prays for this one. He jumped him. He touched this one. And this one went down. And it was bad. He had to be driven home. Uh, have you seen? <laughs> his car, his wife, you know, his wife was working in the church. So he comes early in a car. And then he comes later with his car. Then that's the day when he said, yeah. Because you always say, I'm not a falling type. Listen, God will pass you. Or you will miss God's blessing. Because you refuse to take the ways of God. You must believe the spoken word. Number three. We pray for people. We don't, we don't, because of time, we don't always lay hands on people. Believe the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus himself is the word. All things were made by him and nothing was made that was made without him. You want, you want healing? A word will be spoken. Receive that word. In the midst of the crowd, receive the word. When, when I came into the ministry, I was a young, a young boy. Reynald Bongi came to South Africa. He was living during the tough years of apartheid. He was living in South Africa. Uh, he made a very big meeting at the Pildish Stadium. And then we, we were bust. We went there. We sat down. And at the end, he said, all people that are young, all young people come forward. I'm going to pray for you. There were thousands of people. I was among them. But I've not forgotten that incident. Why? Because it touched me differently. Not that he laid hands on me. When he spoke, I listened. I received that way that no demon will touch us, that we are going to serve God. Listen, I'm saving God today. Because of what? A spoken word. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 17. 
It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. You must have an ear to hear. You must believe the impossible. Even when everything natural in you tells you this is over-exaggeration. You know, I, I heard a, a, one man saying, you know, he came, he went to another church. I don't know what offended him. A brother was playing the keyboard. And then somebody was leading. Maybe, let's say in our church, uh, our beloved uh, Bolton is playing the keyboard. And our sister Lebo is uh, leading. He said, oh, lift up your hands. Yes, usual, you know, traditional. Lift up your hands. We are going to worship the Lord. And uh, the keyboard player is going to on the keyboard. And then he comes to me after I, I didn't attend the meeting. He came to me and said, hey, these people, they say the spirit is moving by on the keyboard. <laughs> so I realized he was not blessed. I said, you know, it's naivety, foolishness. <laughs> Listen, these lights don't add more anointing. But this life can add more anointing. I don't know you understand. What is natural can be supernatural. And what is that which you are used to? Because he was saying, ah, they were just playing the keyboard. I realized he was dry. He was in church, but very dry. I said, man, you should have pretended. Lift up your hands. Join the crowd as they make noise, make the noise. You don't know what is it that makes people spiritual. Yes, as you shout, just your last shout. I was in church one day and was, the worship was going and I started jumping like this. I don't know why. I was not aware I was the only one jumping. <laughs> I was not aware I was the only one jumping. And because of my position in the church in, 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 in grace, I was sitting in the front seat. So I jumped, my, you know, my shirts came out, everything came out, and I went, and it's like everybody now was watching this crazy elder dancing in the church. But what they did not know, something was happening. Listen, when everybody else is doing something, join. Yeah. If people are lifting their hands, lift up your hands. Don't be critical and say, who's here? Who's in me? You will miss God. Listen, the word of God is able to heal. It's able to restore. Luke 7, 6 to 8. It says, then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion man sent a friend to him saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy that you should enter my roof. Can you imagine? Somebody, Jesus is coming to their house. I mean, if it was us, we'll be taking selfies with Jesus every corner. No, the guy says, you know what? I'm a man under authority. I know the power of a spoken word. Pastor, speak a word, I'm fine. I, you don't need to pray. You know, one day, somebody called Pastor K. He said, Pastor K, the Lord spoke to me that you should pray for me. But the Lord said, before you pray for me, I should give you 
an offering. Okay. Give, give me your bank account. Give my wife. My wife gave the person the bank account. Why? The, the person deposited so much money. I will not tell you because you might want to borrow. <laughs> and uh, then the person phoned. On the phone, how much can you phone? How much prayer can you make on the phone? You know, with a, uh, this young woman in the phone who always tells you that your airtime is finished in 30 seconds. So Pastor Gay took the phone and prayed for the person. Maybe one, one, one minute, 30 seconds. So I said, I pray I get members like that. This person is not in our church. It's not a member of our church. They've been with us for a number of years. They left. And says, the Lord told me for me to break through in this regard. I must honor you and you must pray for me. Can you tell your neighbor, the word of God is enough to change your circumstance. Amen. Number four, we'll not be able to finish all that we do. We pray. Maybe the last service, we might. The, the, the fourth part, laying of hands. We spoke about it in the book of James 5. The laying of hands, Jesus is the hand of God. You want the supernatural, be willing to be prayed. Your shepherd in the cell. There is anointing there. There is power there. Don't undermine it. Don't look at it and say, oh, this is a child. This is a boy. Like the example I was using, somebody was offended in the church because he's been in the church for long. Somebody came yesterday. And so he's looking at them and he says, no, they can't pray for me. They can't pray for me. So he was offended. I said, if I was you, I said, Lord, thank you. I've been prayed by people that are not pastors. I'm happy they prayed for me. They were genuine in their prayer. They were not making mockery of me. You know, there was a time I was so hurt. I went to one church. When we arrived, they say, we are going to pray for everybody else. They don't do like us. They, all of, you know, everybody in the church, they make us to stand in queues. I said, we are going to pray for you. I said, I will see you today. I was not alone. All the small cell leaders and whatever, everybody was practicing with us. And I was thinking, I was like, do they know who I am? <laughs> if, they were, if they were away. But I was ready. I, I stood there and I said, Satan, you are not going to preach any other way. The leader there has spoken. I'm going to take the word. They came and prayed for me and I fell that day. Yes, I fell under the power of God. Yes. I received. I didn't resist and say, this boy is pushing me. He's pushing me. I've seen some people, they go, he's pushing me. He's pushing me. He's pushing me. I said, why, why trouble yourself? Because falling, you are falling. So I, I, I fell gracefully and I felt the peace of God upon my life. That day I cried. Right, because I have problems. I was a pastor. When you are a young pastor, people don't respect you in your church. When you are in a meeting, they tell you a lot of things. I had a meeting here one day where the people are sitting there. I had a meeting after we bought the, the building, and I was being attacked. And I've just bought the building for the church. 
I don't know you understand. For you say, oh, the church is moving forward. <laughs> but those around you, they feel threatened. Now you are moving too far, too fast. Come down, slow down. Somebody was saying, oh, you are, you are giving young, young boys to preach. What if they steal the church? I said, ah, they will not be the first ones. The church has been stolen before. So who am I to stop, to stop it? Listen, the word of God is enough. The laying of hands. Don't resist to be laid hands. Don't resist. You better not come. Hallelujah. Number five, the anointing oil, which is a contention. Listen, the anointing oil is not the modern prophet's invention. We've been using the anointing. Ever since I've been a Christian, I don't know how many times they've anointed me. You people play. Listen, the issue of, of selling of oil doesn't start the way it started. I'll give you an, an understanding from where I come from. If, if you were traveling, if you had a passport, one day when I travel, I will ask of you, come with me. We're going to Ghana now in end of month, uh, end of the month. We have about 10, 15,000 people or 10,000 people. When are you going to anoint them? Everybody brings their own oil. You need to go to Nigeria, Redeem Christian Church of God. It's an anointing service. What do you think? You think uh, uh, Papa Adeboye is going to stand and pray for th three million people, everybody with oil? No, it doesn't work that way. Everybody brings their own bottle. You bring your own oil. Now, you are not radical because you are not spiritual. I've seen it when I was in Nigeria, when they pray for people. Somebody came with the full, is it one liter? They are renting oil. Bishop prays there, they lift up the, bo the bottle. He prays. The anointing and power of God. It changes from being natural Amen. to spiritual. Amen. Some things, some, some supernatural ingredients are added through prayer of the man of God. This guy took the oil. Number one. <laughs> Possibly half of the bottle is in his stomach. I'm telling you, it's immediate bathroom, that one. And immediately he takes the whole bottle in his nice suit and tie and everything. And he puts it on the head. And he's not the only one. Where did they get the oil? They bought it. Now the church, they will buy oil, the youth and whatever, different departments of the church will sell the oil. If you check what I have checked, it's not even profits. Because everybody's selling oil. So it's not like it's a, it's a rare. In the church, they'll tell you, please, there are people around you who don't have oil. Like, I didn't have oil. So the guy who was pouring for himself, there was somebody with a small bottle who was decent, educated, you know, a little bit of oil here, a little bit. No, that's what educated people do. They don't want com complications. I don't know you get it. So I was able, can you give me something? He gave me a little bit, and I did exactly like he's doing, because it is oil. I can't do like my neighbor, you know, and, and drink it. Listen, the supernatural, all these things are daily elements we use. But to experience the supernatural, you have to follow the method God is using. If, if, if you reject it, somebody might abuse it. 
It is their sin. But I'm not going to stop to pray for people to use oil because you have abused it. No. I was talking to one pastor. This church is smaller than mine, much smaller. And he was saying, you pastors with bigger churches, this is what you do. And I said to him, I said, you see, where you are, I've been. The problem I have, you don't have. Because I've got more people now. But I said, there are people who have got more people than me. I'm criticizing them. Their problems are more. Pastor cannot pray for each and every person in the church. When anointing service comes, there's nothing like, oh, we're going to uh, line, 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 line. So and so pray for. There's nothing like that. The issue is that you have not experienced serious church growth. I told you, we come from Korea. They have the whole block from here past Old Mochual, the other side, the hotel close to the hospital. All that is church buildings. All of them is church services at the same time. Possibly 100,000 for every one hour, 30 minutes, 100,000, 100,000 people. Lots of people. They come to church, but it's not the senior pastors preaching. But all of them will tell you, we have one pastor. And his name is David Yonkicho. Not you. You, you. you are preaching because of him. The word you speak is not your words. They are our pastor's words. So everybody's humble. The anointing is flowing. May you receive the anointing in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And lastly, our time is gone. The anointing comes through cloth. We spoke about the woman who touched Jesus. The material, Jesus' clothes, the same is true. Acts 19, 11 to 12 tells us the same, that Paul, uh, when he was praying for the people, people realized, wow, this is supernatural. And then they started even saying, give us clothes, we'll take them home. I'm going to get somebody. Can you tell your neighbor, don't refuse the supernatural. Yeah. Anointed clothes and garments. People will use them and take advantage of the church. We can't, we can't, like a policeman. Every policeman who stops you, you stop. But he can ask you for bribe. Does it mean all policemen are, are the same? No. You might be just a rogue, one rogue policeman, but that does not necessarily mean now, from now today, every South African police or every police in the world is corrupt. They are good men who are working very hard to, to, to represent the nation and the people, and therefore we need to have the understanding. So, even with us, it's the same. Hallelujah. Listen, Matthew 14, 36. It says, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Hallelujah. As many as touched the garment of Jesus were made what? Perfectly well. So we're going to pray this morning because of time to come before the Lord to say, Lord, touch my life. The ways of God are not the ways of men. The greatest plan of God is that every man should come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That every man should experience God. Next week we are teaching on the supernatural provisions of God. There are ways that God has provided. But people have chosen to labor 
Yeah, they've chosen hard work. And they are thinking, by doing that, they are blessed. Listen, God has his ways of blessing his people. And one of it is that the elders should pray for the sick. It doesn't even say pastor, it says the elders. An elder can be a senior pastor. An elder can be just an ordinary person who has been working in the church. It doesn't give us the classification. It tells us we have to have faith to believe. Because even if you have taken your 21 days, 40 days, if you don't believe, you will not experience it. You can't go to heaven if you don't believe. If you don't believe Jesus is the son of God, you will not make heaven. You are then religious. You are just coming together with us. Can we bow our heads together? Can we close our eyes? I want you to pray for yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We are grateful, Father, for the teaching. We receive your word. We are grateful, Father, that, Lord, you still touch, transform, and renew our life. I pray for this, your people, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, may your grace rest upon them. May healing, restoration, the grace of God be manifested in us. We thank you, Father, that we know that our Redeemer liveth. We know that God has provided all things that we need in Christ Jesus. And we receive this morning, in the name of Jesus, the provision, the blessing for this day. We thank you, Father, for the power that has been made available for us to experience the love and the grace of God. We thank you, Father, for your grace is sufficient in Jesus' name. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, maybe you are here, you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you were born again, but along the way, you backslid. Today, you can come back to God. I want to pray together with you one method that God has used to save humanity is through Christ. The Bible says, and all those who believe him, all those who believe in him will be made sons of God. Today, you can make that decision. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. This is a method that God has used, that through the blood that was shed on the cross, all men should be reconciled back to Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Bluato with a life-transforming message. To stay connected with us, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel, Emmanuel Christian Church, HOJ.